Hey, this is Reza. This is Sandy. Welcome to the Stone Cold Sober Podcast. Thanks for stopping by. Everybody. Welcome to the 234th episode of the Stone Cold Sober Podcast. I just want to kick it off at the top and just say congratulations, Reza. Um, it's been a long time coming. Uh, can't believe today is the day. Thank you, sir. Um, why don't you tell everyone uh, what went down today? So I successfully defended my PhD. I, Boom. Are you a doctor now? I Technically, I don't think quite yet, but I think people more or less would say... Yes. Should uh, we start calling you doctor? I don't I don't think I think it's kind of frowned upon for for PhDs to really be referred to as doctors on a day-to-day basis. Um can I can I call you Papa Doc? Yes. Yes, please, by all means. All right. Forever um, forever and always knows but you know how many times I've seen every- I can, I'm I'm looking at, at Jenny right now, my friend Jenny. Shout out to Jenny Canals. Uh squatting more than anyone I know. Um <laughs> Wait, what about me? She definitely squats more than you. I don't know if that's true. How much does she Facts. squat? How much do you squat? I don't know. I haven't, I haven't back squatted in a bit. At so least three hundred. So so how, so what are you? What at least three hundred? Yeah. I think she's got that number too. Oh well, I guess I might have to get to the finer numbers then. Figure this out. Yeah, you better you better hit me up some real numbers. Um, but uh, shout out to Jenny, uh, the strongest CrossFitter I know, and. Uh, in her, in my, in my contacts, I actually changed her uh, name to Doctor Jenny. Canal. <laughs> uh, uh, what's Jenny. it called? Comma PhD. Gotcha. So I can do the same thing for you. That's all I'm saying is I offer that service. Yeah, I'm wondering whether um, I should start like paying Xbox Live and and other things, just like change my username from like you know whatever to Doctor whatever or or whatever underscore PhD or something like that. I I feel yeah. like I feel like I probably shouldn't. You know, it's probably a bit conceited. To do it, like I mentioned, I don't think people. When people see the when people see doctor, they they always assume a medical doctor. They don't really assume a PhD outside of the context of like a you know a university or something like that. So, yeah, I I uh, at this stage, as much as I always joked about it back in the day, I used to want to get an MD and PhD so that I could be doing something crazy in like the OR and someone would be like, "Doctor, you can't do that," and I'd be like, "Hold on." doctor doctor and then do it and save the person's life yeah, i'm i'm of course kidding but uh i thought it would be funny to do that to like just kind of demand people to call me doctor doctor i refuse to get another i, I don't want to do any more type of school no you're you're done with school i think i would if i were to do any type of schooling it would be maybe just kind of like a class at a community college or something like that just to so learn about audit. a particular skill that i want to learn about nothing that i want to be a professional in just kind of it's like, oh, you know, I want to learn about woodworking, so take a class on that, you know, something like that. But at this at this stage, nah, man. I've been I've been in school since I've basically redone uh a K through twelve <laughs> as a, a really so I guess one through twelve because undergrad was four years and my grad school career was eight years. So I've done another twelve years of schooling on top like after high school. All, wow, all of it at Delaware. It's too long. Like I, I I've, I'm done with school. I'm ready to, I'm ready to actually make some moves, man. So okay, real, real, real talk. How old are you? Thirty. You've been in school since you were four. Five. Five. Yeah. Yeah. Um. 
25 years. You've been in the game 25 years. 25 years. By by far the majority of my life. Yeah, right? I mean, 25 out of 30 years. That's 5 out of 6 years. That's 83% of your your life, right? Look at that quick math on by Sandy. Is it? it, I think it's I looked that up real quick. I, uh, I, I might be, I might be in school yeah. just as long as I want to actually be a professional in this, in, in the, uh, the workforce. I don't know exactly when I want to retire, but you know, I'm assuming 25, 30 years from now. So it'll pretty much hit the, the, the entire duration of my schooling years will be the equivalent of my working years. Huh? Well, walk us through. Um, I'm very interested to hear like how the day went today. All right, you gotta so, start from like from the jump too. From like yeah, this like when did you wake up? All right, I woke up early today. I changed my levels, by the way, just so you know. So if I come through a little louder, that's why. Did I did I wake you up with my with my text this morning? Uh, no, I was awake already. I woke Damn. up. I usually wake up at seven. That's my alarm. Yeah, it's like seven's my first alarm. I usually. Sometimes I, I just I uh, turn it off, go to sleep, and I probably wake up by like my 7.30 alarm unless I really went to bed late the night before. Mm-hmm. Um, but oftentimes I kind of just lay in bed because I, you know, if I go into the office, I don't got to be there by a certain time. Uh, and if I'm just heading to the basement, if I'm working from home, I just kind of lay in bed for like half an hour, check out Reddit, check out the NBA links or the, the clips from the night before, that type of stuff in the morning. So I usually do that for like half an hour. But today, um, partially because I guess nerves although i haven't really been feeling nerves until just like an hour or so before the presentation um but yeah i mean yesterday you went out and you saw john wick 3 i saw john wick 3 at 1 p.m yesterday man yeah right so i'm thinking like man if you if you're seeing yeah john wick 3 the day before your phd defense like you're do you're cool as the other side of the pillow (laughs) yeah i mean I, i i had finished the presentation this weekend i sent my advisor a draft of it i think on sunday and I had I had a I had a draft of it. I think on Friday, I just made a few small changes over the weekend. I just kind of was busy the weekend, not do, not doing uh, defense stuff. So I woke up. I think at about like six forty-five. And what happened was, apparently, one of my neighbors. Um, so my mother-in-law is is uh, is living with us right now. She's got a house. In, she's got a house in Florida, but she she splits her time between uh, Delaware and Florida. And um, she she woke up. Because she her her bedroom is on the front of the house. Uh, mine and Lena's bedroom is on the back of the house, right? She woke up to like this loud pounding, she said, and started hearing this dog barking. She kept hearing this pounding. It's like 6 6 something in the morning, right? Eventually, she like wakes up, like opens her window and kind of like looks out. And she sees like a whole bunch of FBI agents outside of, of one of my what? doors. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no idea what happened. But she... She like kind of woke up Lena because she thought she had heard Lena downstairs. She said she kind of like said Lena's name somehow. Her mom saying her, Lena's name outside of our room, I guess once <laughs> somehow woke Lena up. So she was yeah. she she got out of bed. So I don't know if it was like her waking up that kind of and I was a little sensitive to it that woke mm-hmm. me up. But I eventually woke up before my alarm went off. Um, so I got I got up like at six thirty six forty five and uh, probably six forty five this morning took a little time to wake up and, and actually get out of bed i think by the time i got out of bed it was probably like eight so i chilled for a while um you know in and out of sleep and on my phone after that <clears throat> so uh okay lena right. lena made some oatmeal for breakfast had that and then uh what i had some coffee and then afterward so for the dissertation defense uh, oftentimes people bring 
like snacks, uh, food, whatever, for the uh, the people who are going to attend. So what we were going to do is basically cut up some uh, fruit and vegetable, bring in a mm-hmm. fruit platter, vegetable platter. Lena was going to get some some uh, munchkins from Dunkin' Donuts, and I'm not doing that actually. Um, but so we uh, so I was cutting up some watermelon, the cantaloupe, and stuff for that. So by the time I finally finished that up and did some dishes in the kitchen, it was probably close to nine thirty or so. And at some point, I had thought oh, maybe I should send a reminder email to the committee and be like, hey, you know, just a reminder, the defense is, you know, this afternoon. But I was on the really? fence about doing this. Yes, exactly. So I uh, I thought about this yesterday and I was like, I don't know. Like, do I need to do this? And the, here's the reason. Let me explain why I was, I was, um, I wasn't sure if I should, if I, if I had to or what. So I, we, we first came to the, to the decision of this date about two months ago. I think about two months ago now. Yeah. And once we confirmed the date, like I, you know, we went back and forth on the figuring out what the date was going to be, how long it was going to be. Finally confirmed the date. I was like, all right, cool. This is the date. Let me reserve a room. I'll get back to you guys. I reserved the room about a week, maybe two weeks after that. And was like, all right, great. Got, the, got, here are the details. This is the room that it's going to be in. This is the date. This is the time. Mark your calendars because we're good to go got back one response from somebody was like all right cool got it i was like all right good you know everybody else can you imagine it'd be like uh the one response was unsubscribe (laughs) i uh i i've done this many times when we schedule these types of meetings right this is always how it goes um these committee meetings you schedule about an hour and a half to two hours and you don't always get a you don't always get a all right cool it's in my calendar type of email but in general usually works out i have had it I have had instances where like the meeting happens and somebody didn't show up um, twice, actually once when I was a master's student. And I think it wasn't like he forgot. I think his daughter was like sick and he like couldn't make it. And so we, he, we, I met with him one-on-one and like went through the slides and we talked about what the com- the rest of the committee talked about when he, in his absence. And that was fine. The other time it happened was more recently, um, probably like a year or two ago. Mm-hmm. somebody didn't show up and they were supposed to and i didn't even think about this until after um and so i tell you all this i'll i'll i'll, I'll explain later right but i guess it may be obvious that i'm leading into the fact that someone didn't show up <laughs> um anyway i uh spent some time just working on some other some other projects that i've been that i've been working on over the last you know however long and so that's what i spent my time doing for like two hours this morning uh between like 9 30 and 11 30 um, and around 1130, I was like, all right, cool. I got to, I got to get up. I, I got to, you know, shower, uh, shave and get ready to go. And so I, uh, I do all that, put my suit on and, uh, I head to the office cause the, the, uh, defense was at one thirty, So I wanted okay. to just get there, uh, start. Yeah. I didn't know when it was today. So yeah. like, I didn't even hit you up at all. Gotcha. So, um, I head over to, I the- mean, I hit you up at like six twenty in the morning, but like otherwise, <laughs> yeah, was I figured it, wait, it wasn't was it that Was it that early? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Then no, I wasn't awake when you first messaged me. Liar, liar. Yeah, well, I thought it was. I thought it was fire? like. I thought it was like seven twenty when you messaged me. It might be. Uh, so, head over to the office, right? And uh, I, I get out the car, plant my foot, and I, uh, I, I put one foot on the ground, and I start, and I like lift myself off, and I, and I step out the car, and I think I hear like a rip, and I was like, I just ripped my pants, did I? And I was like, nah, like I'm just tripping, but I, I, um. I like, you know, I feel down, I feel around my pants for a rip. And sure enough, there is a tear right between my two pant legs. 
Oh my! It's a really small God. hole. It's about the size of like my index finger. It's not obvious if I was standing there, but regardless, I had a rip in my pants, and I was not going to let that stand. Now the issue is that these are my suit supply pants. These are my these are my wedding pants. These are not cheap pants. And, right. And it's not like right on the seam. Like it started on the seam, but then it tore a bit onto the fabric of the pants. So I don't even know if they're going to be able to fix this and how much it's going to cost to do so. Um, but we'll see. Um, luckily I have, I had a suit that I bought just before I bought this suit, like six months prior to buying this suit. That was almost the same color, just not anywhere near as good looking as this, as this, uh, the whole suit. So Lena was able to bring me those suit pants and I was, and I just wore those pants with the top that I had with the jacket from suit supply. And I, and I wore that. So I set up for the meeting, um, started the conference call that, that I had going, but I messed up. I, and I knew this like after the fact, but I didn't want to like I didn't want to like slow things down. I uh, I open so we're using Zoom for the the presentation for these conference yeah. calls. Love Zoom. And so I set up the Zoom meeting. I scheduled it from my um, my UDell account. So University of Delaware has um, a Zoom like group account or whatever it is, and you can schedule meetings and everything. And when I accessed the meeting, when I started the meeting, I clicked the link that I had sent to people, and that was my that was the rookie mistake. I didn't log into my account, and so therefore, the, my attendance oh, no. into this meeting was as a participant, not the leader. So everyone joined in the meeting, no problem. I didn't recognize any problems, and it wasn't until like one twenty, like eight, that I realized, wait, is this recording? Because I wanted to record the the public the public session just to share with people, you know, my family and stuff. I I, I would I don't even know if I would want to watch it myself, but I just wanted to share it with uh, like my siblings, and. The, the the record button was like you must be the the uh, the leader or the the host of the meeting to record. And I was like I am, and so I started I started like opening up one of the uh, like uh, XSplit broadcaster or OBS the software that people typically use to like stream themselves playing video games and, and broadcast to Twitch or Mixer or whatever it might be. You can also screen cap and record, and I was gonna do that, and I realized that there might become some complexities or difficulties with this program. Um, where I'm doing an, a, a record of my screen while also broadcasting and everything. I just didn't want there to be any type of delays or lag, so I decided just to cancel it and say, screw it. I didn't make the connection that because I hadn't logged into the, the account and started the meeting from my, from my main account, and I actually probably could have done it pretty easily, that I could have made that switch. But regardless, I ended up not recording the thing. Um, so That's really disappointing. Yeah, it is. Uh, but you know, like I said, it's it's not a big deal. I probably want to watch. I mean, you can recite the whole thing again, right? I could. I yeah, I know the material. All right, well, let, let, let's just, let's get it going in thirty seconds, I, so we, we we all have it for posterity. I could literally just do it in the basement here and just go through. Especially because the way I was presenting, I have uh, two committee members who were joining um, via uh, Zoom. One one my primary advisors in St. Louis, and then one of my committee members was uh, is on sabbatical. He's in France. <clears throat> So my advisor and most of my lab are actually joining us remotely. And when I'm showing things on the f slides, I have a laser pointer, but the laser pointer, of course, isn't being broadcast to them. So every now and again, I have to be conscious and be like, you know what? I really want to highlight this stuff. So I'm not going to just kind of use the laser pointer to show the people in, in the, who are actually present to show them what I'm highlighting, but actually take the mouse and say, okay, this is what we're looking at. This is what's important and blah, blah, blah. Right. So. Yeah, the, the presentation. Oh, so anyway, we're there and, and it's like one thirty, and the uh, my advisor and the one in France are there. The uh, the three local um, committee members like just aren't there yet. Um, 
But like right at like 1.30, maybe 1.31, uh, one committee member shows up. Then like another minute passes and the other one shows up. So I'm waiting on the third person. And I'm just kind of standing there. My dad's there, Maju, my, my brother's there, uh, my wife, yeah. uh, her mom and her stepdad are there, as well as two people from my lab. That's it. Those are the only people who came. Yo, family coming out strong. Yeah. Yeah. My mom couldn't make it, unfortunately, just because of an appointment. But um, yeah, yeah Maju literally flew out for this. So that was cool. And uh, the so one thing, the grad office is supposed to publish and post the different dissertation defenses, like the, the dates and times of them. I submitted my my defense to them like two and a half weeks ago, and they were like, "We got it. We're gonna, you know, once it's approved, we're gonna post on the site." Never looked into it until like three days ago, and saw that it wasn't up there. So I emailed them this morning and was like, "Hey, did my thing get lost? Did my submission get lost in the in the uh, the approval process? Because I was told that oh, it was gonna be no. posted on here. There was literally a dissertation defense that was happening the same day, like an hour or two earlier or later, or whatever it was." And mine just wasn't on there. I could log on right now just to see, but I never ever got a response from them, and I never got a um, I never got a confirmation that it was up. So let me see if I log yeah, in. Yeah. So here. what happens in a situation like that? Like, why is it important for it to be there? So hold on one moment. Let me just see. There's one person who's not me. Ah, they got it. They put it up there finally. So it's important for it to be up there just because it, um, these these public defenses are supposed to be available for everybody to see. So any anybody in the public, um, generally people from the University of Delaware. I don't anticipate many people actually look at this and say, oh, hey, I want to go to that. But every now and again, you might just have somebody who's like, yeah, that, that, that work looks interesting. I'd like to check that mm-hmm. out. So Got it's sure. really just a way for the... Because like all this work is funded by public funds, it's uh, I'm a student at the University of Delaware. This is kind of the process. I think they want just to make sure that it's it's available. This information is available so that people, professors, students, whoever, could see the what it looks like to be to do a defense. Like if I is if I'm preparing for defense. I might actually want to say, oh, let me go attend this. I might not know anything yeah. that they're talking about, gotcha. but I might go attend just for the sake of um, just seeing what this process looks like. So that could be one reason. But it's really just so people can come and, and be educated uh, or even grill you if they want. So my uh, my department also sent an email two and a half weeks ago when I sent the, the update to them like, hey, you know, I'm ready. This is the title. This is the date. This is the time. All that stuff. Right. So. Um, on top of that, everybody, my, my committee would have also gotten all these emails too saying, Hey, you know, resident Hammond is, is presenting on this date, this time, blah, blah, blah. Right. So at a one the, the fifth committee member, it hasn't shown up yet. And it's like, well, we're on a tight, t- tight timeline. I mentioned him before he was the one who was like, he didn't want to give up any more than an hour and a half of his time for this defense. And we, we had to kind of convince him to do that. Well, he didn't show up at one thirty. He didn't show up at one thirty. He didn't show up at one thirty-five. He never showed up. So what is this? Guy? What's the deal? I don't know. I sent him an email afterward. I sent him an email like three, four hours ago. Like, uh, what did I say? Just kind of give you the gist of what I what I sent to him. So you I sent him. I, I sent him an email. In the streets. <laughs> sent him an email saying, "So my dissertation defense was early this afternoon." Um, but you know, since we, he didn't show up, we went along without him. Um, 
we went along without Were him. Were you FM? Uh, everything went well. The committee thought that and the, the rest of the committee decided to to pass me. But I, I just wanted to see that I could, if I could touch base with him to discuss his thoughts on my dissertation and get an idea of what his comments are, like what comments he has, if, if any. So I said, I'm not really sure like what the process or how like we proceeded the stage because it's kind of a peculiar situation. But I was like, you know, I could meet with him in person where we could discuss some of his comments because, again, I sent these people, my committee, the uh, text, this 130-page document to them two weeks ago. So the presentation was more or less to the public. It wasn't, I wasn't really presenting so much to my committee as it was com- presenting to my, you know, friends and family. Um, <clears throat> and I, I mentioned, you know, if he didn't want to meet with me, if he didn't really have any major comments, just his, the minor comments that he had would be appreciated. And then I'd be passing around the, uh, the signature sheet soon. But I mean, they, the, the rest of the committee, they kind of mentioned that, you know, it's a bit unusual. They, they were like, you know, I hope he's okay. You know, no one, no one's heard from him, at least on the committee. And I haven't oh, heard from no. him. He never if said something. Me. If something unfortunate happened, I'm going to feel terrible for what I just said. No, nah, I hear you. I understand. I, I completely understand. It, that, that thought never crossed my mind, to be honest, beforehand. I was more like, how is he not here? You know? So. Right. Right. So, yeah, I'm, I, I'm, I completely understand where you're coming from because that's, that's how I'm feeling or that's how I was feeling. And I, I certainly hope that nothing, nothing happened because at the end of the day, well, like right. him, not, obviously, yeah, him not being there, they, I got, I, he was the one person who was like the most distant from my, from my work. So he was probably going to defer to my committee and their opinions as well as the opinions, if you will, I'm just doing that in air quotes of the, the reviewers of the papers that I published. And so he he was almost likely going to say, I'm good to go. Unless there was something that was like super glaring that he was like, wait, 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 wait. There's like an administrative type of issue that was missed, you know? And I don't think there are any any issues like that. Everybody mm-hmm. seemed to think that I did a great job. Um, after So anyway, I gave the presentation. That was about 40 minutes, took 20 minutes of questions. And then after that, it was the private session with me and my committee, or the four of them who were there. And we just discussed for about an hour, just a variety of topics of like my, my projects, things that I can, like they were like, oh, did you think about doing this? Or what are your thoughts about this? Or how would you implement this if you were to have the time? Nothing like crazy, like there's a right or wrong answer. Some like w- oftentimes the way I was describing to Lena and, and her parents was, it wasn't like they were asking me, you know, what's five plus five, oh, 10, there's a factual answer. It was more, what is your opinion? Or how would you have gone about doing this particular type of, analysis if you were to have done it and and they have their own opinions on the matter they don't have a right or wrong answer but they have their own opinions and then they wanted me to kind of justify the opinion that i had on the topic so overall it went really well um it was very like conversational i was just sitting between the other two committee members who were there in in person i took my uh my yeti mic with me and i clamped the (laughs) i clamped the mic arm to the side of this little wheelie table and yeah. I just kind of pushed it over uh, at my laptop. And so we had a little video camera and set that, prop that up on the table. So it was just the three of us sitting side by side and then talking to the two people over the, uh, over the Zoom call. So yeah. how do you think you did? Uh, I mean, obviously you passed. Right. But like, were there any questions that you felt like were curveballs or do you feel like every, uh, every question that came your way was like right across the plate? I would say that everything that I was asked was pretty fair. Um, there were certainly some questions that I got, things that I'd never considered before. 
But I will say this. The one thing that I got a lot of questions about was machine learning and deep, deep learning neural networks, that type of stuff. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a, I don't want to say a hot topic, but it's a super popular topic in, um, in the field of bioinformatics, um, in the field of computer science. And I had mentioned a future direction for one of my projects might be to utilize machine learning techniques to do X, Y, Z. And they were like, okay, you know, how might you go about doing that? Or what are your thoughts about that? And this was during the public session. And I had mentioned, okay, well, let me give the, let me preface this with the caveat that my knowledge of machine learning is limited. I've never actually utilized machine learning in any paper or any project that I've performed at the Myers lab that was beyond any like super minimal basic type of things. So the most of my knowledge of or actual implementation, my, my actual abilities or capabilities that I would actually be able to implement without doing more research is this that I've learned in these classes. And then I answer the question with that level of knowledge that I had from those classes. Now, if you were to ask me to actually implement something like this in a, in, in a real project, I wouldn't really feel comfortable utilizing just that level of knowledge that I have from that class. I would actually start trying to perform research and, and identifying like, you know, whether it's a textbook or papers or whatever it might be to get a better understanding of how to implement these things. And it wouldn't even be until I'm actually implementing and making mistakes from my, from my own and learning from those mistakes that I would actually get a better appreciation and knowledge of this. So it, they, those were difficult questions to answer because I didn't have, I don't feel I had the necessary experience to be able to respond to those questions. And I, and that's just like, that's not my expertise. And it's not that it's not really a requirement that that would be my expertise either. You know, like this is, I mentioned that's like, I don't, I don't make use of, of machine learning. So mm-hmm. like, I don't make use of machine learning for a variety of reasons, but one of them is because I'm not an expert in it. And the scope of the project at the time when it was first implemented just didn't require it. At this point now, I can recognize certainly some benefits that can be attained from it. But that's not to sell this particular project short. It's, it, it, it has great results right now. So machine learning would be a way to enhance it and make it and improve it for the future, but not something that I'm trying to do right now. So it's like, okay, well, that's not my, that's not my field of expertise. And therefore, they can't necessarily expect a perfect response from me. But, well, I, yeah. th- but I think they get that too. They also, they, they oftentimes want to see how your brain works, speaking about things that you're not an expert in and see how you might try to go about, like, what do you know about it? despite your limited knowledge in it? And how would you try to work with that, your limited knowledge to to make it a, um, a, a valid attempt or implementation of this technique that you don't know? So that was that's the thing that I got the most questions about. And it was funny because of course, like I mentioned, that's not what my dissertation is. Um, and like they were, these were still like related questions to the stuff, right? It's like, it's not like, oh, tell us about machine learning. It's like, okay, you've talked about X, Y, Z. Um, you know, how might you go about doing whatever it might be with the data that you have to, in order to do this? And so like, it's always coming back or it's always centered around that data that I'm working with. Um, but a lot of the questions were still related to that machine learning thing. So um, yeah, Fair after, enough. after that, enough. we were there for like an hour. It wasn't, it wasn't like a grueling or like, a, oh my God, I, th- I feel like I bombed. I felt very comfortable with it. I felt like, yeah. I felt very similar to how I felt during my job interviews. I had, I definitely had nerves leading up to the presentation. Lena's mom and uh, stepdad were like, were commenting how calm I was beforehand. And I was like, 
I'm not calm. I'm actually feeling the nerves right now in my head. I'm just sitting, sitting there thinking like, I, I know that I was calm up until this morning, but now, you know, just again, as the reality of this moment is approaching, it's like, oh, I'm starting to feel the nerves for it. It's like, it's like anything though, right? You, you prepare really well for a presentation in school. Like you, you prepare, you know, that thing back, back, you know, front to back, um, you know it well. That's 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 where I was. But despite that, I knew I was going to do just fine presenting it. But it was still the lead up to the moment. The same thing that I've described about like proposing to Lena. I wasn't. I I knew she wasn't going to say no. But there was still the magnitude of the moment where I did it, how I did it, just doing it in general, that made me nervous. And that's I think a lot how I felt today. I was prepared for it. I didn't really expect to not pass. I, I, I fully expected to pass and do just fine, but it was still having to do it. That was the nerve wracking part. So leading into the leading into the presentation, I was definitely nervous. For some reason, my building was hot as hell. They usually cranking the AC. Today, they just, they just like didn't have it on. So I'm wearing this suit with ripped pants. Well, I got my I got my replacements later, but still wearing this suit. I'm like sweating. The building's hot. I'm like, why is it so damn hot? Right. Um, but you know, as soon as as soon as you start speaking, you say hello, you introduce yourself. It's like, all right, cool. I've done this. I've done this many times. I've, I've reviewed this presentation. I don't know how many times I've gone through it from, you know, from, from the beginning to the end, timed it, been pretty damn consistent with the time. I give it every single time. So I knew exactly what to say, when to say it and, and how I was going to say any little jokes that I may have mentioned were, were definitely planned. I didn't really like improvise anything. Um, yeah, this seems like something that should be happening on rails. Yeah, yeah, very much so. Yeah, so. and you're just sort of like you're sort of like hand waving in front of everybody, like you're the the major yeah. D, you're the the MC, you're like you're you're taking us all along for the ride. Yep. So, yeah, uh, knock that out. Then we had the private session, of course, like I mentioned. That was the that was an hour, and then after that, I had left the room. They discussed amongst themselves for what three to five minutes. I finally got to give a proper hi to Majub because he yeah. he flown in on Monday, but I hadn't seen him till till you know today. And um, <clears throat> afterward, they brought me back into the room. Um, I was told that the how long was that time? Probably about five minutes that they were discussing on their own. They were I'm, discussing I, anything. They're like, "Yo, what uh, what you have for lunch? <laughs> I haven't eaten yet." <laughs> I think they probably just did a thing. It was like, okay, what do you guys think? And they were like, okay, pass, pass, pass. Or maybe they discussed yeah. like, were there any glaring issues with the text or something like that? Um, oh, I did. I, I forgot to mention that I did speak with them too about the job that I did have lined up. So we did, we did touch a little bit on what I'll be doing after <clears throat> and my plans for publishing this paper, like wrapping it up before, before I leave. So we talked a little bit about that. And, you know, the questions were a bit beyond like machine learning and what would you do in this instance? So, um, but yeah, so after that, we, we went, we, they called me back in. I was told that the, my department, it's, it's actually, it's not a, um, it doesn't need to be a hundred percent approval. Apparently it's a majority, it's a majority of rules when it comes to passing or failing, but I got four yeses. And so the fifth, the fifth person, um, I don't anticipate him saying no. If he were, I would be like, I'd be kind of like, wait, what? What do you mean, no? Exactly. <clears throat> come, 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 say it to my face. Especially considering he wasn't there, and right. two, um, he, like I've mentioned before, this is not his field of expertise. He's a chemical engineer. He doesn't really know a lot about this, this, um, 
this particular topic. I don't doubt that he can't follow along with it, but he's also going to be like, well, there may be complete glaring issues that that exist in your methodology, and I'm not going to be able to pick up on them because I don't know. So I think that he's going to be fine with it too. So at this stage, it is done, I think, but because I haven't like submitted anything completely to the, the grad office, I actually don't quite have those signatures yet. Um, I would say that technically I'm not quite a doctor yet. I would say that maybe in a month and a half or so I would be, but I am walking in graduation in two days. So whatever, like, like this was the major, like this today was the, the hurdle that needed to be, that needed to be, um, I guess the hurdle that needed to be hurdled. Is that what they would say? <laughs> this was the, this was the step that needed to, this is the, this is the major step that needed to be, that needed to be crossed in order to, um, to finish the PhD. So anything that's remaining is really just like administrative signatures and some, and like getting signatures and submitting it to the grad office so that they can, they can approve. <clears throat> Goodness gracious, got a lot of mucus. Um, so that they could approve the, um, the text is in the right format and that the signatures are appropriate. And then that'll be that. Nice dude. Yeah. That's a, that's a pretty clean sweep. How long have you been working on this? Like from the, how long have you been going after sort of the, the PhD? So I started as a master's student. Um, right. And my initial intention was actually just to stay as a master's student and finish that and then transition to a different university and a different lab to work with like human data. I wanted to get an exposure to bioinformatics. So my intention was to do that in two, two to three years. Um, but after that third year, um, actually after the first year, so the, the part of the reason why I did the master's um, was because the PhD program actually didn't exist yet at, at the University of Delaware. It wasn't until the uh, the completion of my first year that the PhD program actually came into existence. But once the PhD program came into existence, I was like, yeah, I want to stay here because I really like what we're doing. But I also had a project already kind of picked out and worked out for me. So I, I decided to finish the master's, which took a little bit of extra time. Um, but I finished the master's in three years. And so I've officially been a PhD student for five years, although technically I've had full intentions of completing the PhD for like seven. Um, but because of like re uh, restrictions and like, you're not allowed to, you're not allowed to, I'm not allowed to utilize the work that I published for my master's as part of my PhD. That has to be completely separate. So course requirements and, um, research research requirements cannot be utilized or you can't double dip for masters and phd so there's definitely there was definitely a bit of a, an extension due to due to my completion of a masters but i also feel like every like the amount of material that i've learned and actually grasp over this last year is immense so i don't regret having to do this 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 eighth year at all the material that I grasped in my first like two years and actually retained and understood was so little. It took me so long to truly understand what it was that we were doing in this lab. It wasn't until I defended my master's thesis and, and um, took my preliminary exams, which is a two hour like oral exam to, con to uh, confirm your status as a PhD student, that I felt like, oh, I'm actually able to link like it's not it was not it's not the computer side it's not the computational things it's really the the understanding of the biology and that's kind of the hard part about bioinformatics everything is always going to come back to the biology the biology is always first 
the tools that you develop, the computational stuff that you're doing is oftentimes secondary. So you have to understand the biology and be able to, to, to properly and adequately explain why it is that you're developing the tools that you do, that you develop. So my presentation today, a lot of it's actually centered around biology, despite the fact that most of my time is spent behind a computer um, mm-hmm. writing code or querying databases, things like that. And it's all it's it's because I have to understand the biology to make pr- appropriate links um, from you know one data type to another data type, and so it wasn't until that third year that I truly had some level of appreciation for that for the uh, for how this biology was working. And this eighth year, it's just like oh, I'm I'm really starting to to develop a lot of my own thoughts, a lot of my own ideas to take a level of command. Of, of my projects that I wasn't going to do, you know, three, four years ago to, to work on something. And a lot of, a lot of the stuff that I've been doing over the last three months is like, okay, I've done this analysis. Um, here are the results. And then I look at, the, I look at the results and I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I should have separated these data sets before I did this prediction. Let me restart from scratch. Um, not scratch, but let me read, let me rerun this thing. Um, recompile the results, you know, man, do some manual curation and then look at everything. So it's like, okay, I'm able to start recognizing um, certain points of deficiencies in my analyses without ever having to go to anybody. And so by the time I finish the analysis, I can go to other people and say, okay, here are the results. This is how I did it. And, and, you know, blah, blah, blah. Right. And then if they were to ask me, okay, how come you did it this way? Then I can really break things down and say, okay, well, I did it. I first did it like this, you know, pulled everything together, generated a bunch of data. And then I realized, oh, well, if I do it like that, then I start to lose some level of sensitivity or specificity because I pulled everything together. So I start to pull things out and only look at things that are super related and do it that way. Like I, you just, you get a level of independence, I think, or I've gotten a level of independence over this last year or two because, uh, not because, but um, I've gained a level of independence over these last year or two that um, I think are incredibly instrumental to uh, my ability to like feel to feel like I deserve a PhD. You know, at this point, you know, we talked about imposter syndrome multiple times before, and while I certainly feel like I still feel that, like I don't feel anywhere near as smart as any of the people on my my PhD committee. I I do feel like relative to other recently graduated PhDs, I feel like I have a, a really strong grasp of the of the data, uh, the systems that I work with, um, both the biological side and the computational side. And um, I feel confident in my abilities to to like move on, go to a company, or uh, in this case, go on to CHOP next year for my next yeah. job and, and actually be, and actually contribute and, and contribute early on. Not, not to have a long onboarding process of, okay, well, let's spend some time. You can read this textbook, read that textbook, and we're gonna explain this and that to you. I don't think I should need that. Certainly, there's going to be some level of learning that I'm going to have to do, right? But I don't think it's going to be as long as um, as it would have, you know, as it was when I first joined this lab. Yeah, I don't think that imposter syndrome thing ever really goes away. Mm-hmm. But I think what you end up doing is you find yourself more and more confident and comfortable with the decisions that you make. Yeah. And I think what you also start to experience, at least for me, is cutting down the cutting down of like how long it takes to uh, analyze something and react and respond uh, 
as opposed to, I guess, when you were younger or when you were less uh, sort of, a, uh, I guess, less progressed in uh, on this journey? Yeah. That it would have taken a little bit more effort and you might have, you know, sort of generated some sort of output, and you, but you might not have been as confident in that. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, um, yeah, just, I, I guess certainly yeah, that there's a level of just growing up and growing up and feeling confident in yourself. But yeah, also just feeling like, <clears throat> feeling like you've made the right decision. Like you, you are, I, I'm not, I don't, I don't just like make a decision and feel a little hesitant about it, but I can feel confident in my decision and, and, and there's a reason for it. Even if it's not maybe the right decision, I have a reasoning for it and I can explain that, um, I think adequately. So I'm definitely excited to move on though, learn new things. I know there's a lot to learn and, uh, I'm excited to contribute to it. Yeah, man. I mean, I'm really, I'm really proud of you, dude. It's a long, it's a long time coming. Um, a lot of long nights and a lot of uh, hard work on your end. The yeah, and I'm really happy that you've uh, you've crested over this and you're sort of <laughs> what two days on the mountaintop. You know, like you're so close. Yeah. Best so part- what do you do now between now uh, a successful PhD defense ah. and graduation? So that's a great question. Um, so my graduation technically is, is on Friday, but yeah. before so like I the graduation ceremony is really just kind of a formality i'm actually technically technically the people who are participating in this hooding ceremony on friday are people who defended their phd in uh by april 15th so they've actually already submitted all their material to the grad office and they have complete approval from the university to earn their phd i will technically be receiving mine in the summer so i think hooding ceremony sounds wrong so it's it's (laughs) the it's all this, you know, just like the same as like a graduation ceremony, right? Like, a, you know, when you you walk on stage, you do the shaking, handshake and everything like that. The hood, the hood is like this little flimsy piece of uh, like, it's almost like a scarf. <laughs> and basically your advisor will drape that around your neck behind your graduation gown. It's all it really Got is. You. Um, Remind me how much it costs? $155 to rent this gown. God To rent damn. the gown. So, uh. Yeah, not thrilled about that, obviously, since I remember the number and I'm going to keep relaying that over and over again. Yeah. And I'm just returning it literally after the ceremony. Um, the the whole the whole graduation process was like very like secret society-esque, I guess, if you will. They're very like old traditions that go back however many, however many you know, centuries. And what the meaning behind a lot of these things are, I don't, I couldn't even tell you. I'm going to this because... My family would like to see me there. Um, oh hell yeah, so, dude! You earned it. Like, there's, if it there's was, no way you wouldn't do it. If it was just me, I wouldn't go. Like if if say like no? I went to the school on the other side of the country and and people couldn't come out to see me, I wouldn't bother. No, no, no. I don't need it. Like I've been. I maybe it's because I've been here for so long, but I just don't feel like I need it. I didn't go to my master's one. Of course, that was kind of like a checkpoint along the way for the PhD. I already knew at that point I was doing a PhD, but I had no intention of going to that one, and I didn't. But um, yeah, I. Uh, uh, so anyway, yeah, between now and between now and this and the ceremony, um, so tomorrow really, <laughs> I'll I I've been working on this analysis um, 
for an, an old project. I'll be working on that, utilizing this new tool that I developed that was in my dissertation. Um, so I'll probably spend a little bit of time. Oh, actually, you know what? No, before I do that, I've been working, I had a collaboration with a researcher at the University of Minnesota, and he just finished his draft of his paper. So I want to read that before the end of this week because they want to make sure that they don't have anything, they don't have any issues before they make this their final version. So I need to read that tomorrow. Um, but as I transition from now, you know, the graduation and July 15th, my start date, I am taking a trip to Hawaii, which is the reason why we're recording this early. I know we've mentioned it before. So it'd be gone for about uh, 10 days, I think. Boom. Good for you. Earned it. And then we are, um, and then when I get back from that, from there, I'll have about a month and a few days to really wrap up the work on this project so that I can try to get a, um, a paper submitted out of it, a paper published. So I already have all the data generated that I need. So it's really going to be focusing um, during that month long process of writing the paper and um, kind of refining some of the methods that mm-hmm. I've, that I've taken on. I don't think I really need to do much more testing and stuff, but maybe, maybe there are slight modifications that I can make to improve my predictions even further, but that shouldn't require me to perform any like major comparisons or really run these other tools. So I basically, I have a tool. There are a couple of other tools that do very similar things or the same thing. And one of the, one of the goals or one of the, 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 the things that I had to do was compare my predictions to the predictions that these other tools made and just show that mine deserves to stand shoulder to shoulder with these other guys. I think I've done that already, but I still could have some improvements. And so I could try to do that. All right. But at this phase, probably not. Just trying to get out, you know? Just trying to get out, dude. Just trying to get trying to, to get trying to get to Hawaii. Oftentimes, uh oftentimes PhD students will finish their they will they will graduate, but they'll still have that final project, very much like my case. Yeah. And they will try they'll write a paper, they'll try to submit it for publication. There's problems with it. They get too busy and they don't have time to uh publish that paper. And then this paper that they've spent, this project they've spent all this time working on, this that's a major component of their dissertation, ends up unpublished. I don't want that to happen to me, so I'm going to do whatever I can to make sure that this project gets published. Especially since I think it's super useful. So, Yeah, I mean, that makes sense. Yeah. All right, man. Well, again, congratulations. It's, uh, it's a step change now for your life. Yeah, yeah. Right? Yep. One one massive chapter closed. Yeah, finally. Welcome, uh, welcome to the world of uh, of, of, uh, of the yeah the nine to five. Yeah, I've had so long of not having to be anywhere at a specific time that it's going to be such a jarring change for me. And we're gonna I'm, have to move up our gaming time. We're gonna have to move up our gaming time to four thirty in the morning. <laughs> I. Uh, I I'm gonna be commuting, so I'm gonna take the train up. I think from from uh, Delaware, so my commute's gonna be pretty long. And I think what one thing I might have to try to do is uh, spend a little time. So I was speaking to one of the former graduates of my lab also, and he actually does the same thing. He lives in Delaware, takes a train up. So I would probably be with him on the same train in the morning. He tethers his his computer to his phone. He works for an hour on the train, uh, on the train up to Philly. And then uh, he leaves work about an hour earlier than other people. So he, and, and, to, and then he w- works for an hour on the train back home. So he actually works for like nine hours a day, um, but he puts two good hours in on the train. So I might try to do something like that. That way I don't have to be in the office from nine to five. That way I don't have to get, uh, you know, leave the house at like 7 a.m. and get home after 6 p.m. 
So that would be ideal. But we'll see how that can work. All right, man. Well, we'll uh, we'll cross our bridge when we get there for sure. Yeah, definitely. All right, cool. Let's get out of here. All right. I'm Reza. I'm Dr. You're, Reza. I was about to say. I was about to say. I'm Dr. Reza. Flex on him. You get the flex on him one time. <laughs> Dr. Reza, I'm Sandy. Thanks so much for listening. We'll see you guys next week.